Here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club Podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we have made it to episode 15. And this is a special episode. This is our Pride Month special. Um, So we're going to be talking about books that have some really good LGBTQ representation. Um, We both have a book that... um, I know I enjoyed my book. I believe you enjoyed your book, too. I did. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Okay, perfect. So, we have two books that we're going to be reviewing. Like I said, it's going to have LGBTQ plus representation um, in honor of Pride Month and or in celebration of Pride Month, rather. Jenny has a wine she's going to review. Um, I have a sparkling water that I'm going to be mentioning. Um, I'm still not drinking anything, so I'm keeping it PG with some bubbly sparkling water. And Jenny has a game. I have no idea what this game is. So it's going to be just as new to me as it will be to our viewers. So this should be fun. So first, let's do your wine, Jenny. What are you drinking? Okay. So I have a red wine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's only one red wine that I like. So I have a feeling I'm not going to like it. But I'm keeping an open mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Apothic Crush. It's a soft red blend. But it's really pretty. And Mike actually found it. And he was like, oh, I think you might like that. That is like, a oh, really pretty thinking. bottle. Right? It's very Gothic. Gothic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I'm going to try it. Wish me luck. Good luck. Hmm. Oh, that's not bad. Angel loves it's red not, wine. It's not sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love, every time you're like, it's not that bad, and then you make like this disgusted face, or like, like. Because after a while, you know, like, you really taste it in the back. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, it's not that, like, I would drink it if it was just sitting there, mm-hmm. but it's a little bitter. Okay. So, yeah. Aw. I probably wouldn't buy it again. All right. But Angel Angel loves red wines. I can't, because sometimes, aren't they, like, room, room temperature? Like, sometimes... You... They're supposed to be, but I would never. Yeah, I couldn't drink, no. No, I don't like that. Yeah, I have to put my wine in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to yeah. have it cold, too. So, I have... A... I, I do have a backup, though. Ooh. <laughs> what do you have? What is that? It's Margarita. It's Margarita from Frontera. Oh, my God. They have it in bottles now? <laughs> yes. They I, do. I did not know that. I'm so excited. That is a problem. <laughs> Can you buy a case that of it? A <laughs> I don't know. This is the first time I've ever bought anything like this from anywhere but yeah they have all their margaritas in bottles oh nice that's pretty cool that's actually very smart for them it is that's very smart yeah i would say i wonder if you could door dash it to the house but i don't think you can (laughs) just because it's alcohol and i don't think you can do that (laughs) yeah but that's funny so i have literally it's called bubbly um, sparkling water. I, I'm trying the pineapple coconut because I, I'm hoping for like a pina colada kind of taste. I miss my pina coladas. There's actually, um, a restaurant that just opened near us. 
um, a Mexican restaurant and they do um, different like shakes and they I recently had their strawberry pina colada it was like strawberry smoothie oh. mixed with pina colada and it was the best thing I ever had in my life non-alcoholic it wow. literally tasted like a strawberry nest quick but then in the back it had like a coconut flavor it was so good huh. so it was like a super cold it, it was like a super cold strawberry nest quick kind of flavor and then it, like a hint of coconut at the end that was really really good and it, it came in one of those big like um almost those uh cups that the margaritas come in at frontera those really big glass cups yeah. and i drank that whole thing and then I went home later wow. on and I told Angel, I was like, I want another one. It was so good. <laughs> but anyway, it's the bubbly. Honestly, huh? You're well, kind of putting me off with the whole Nesquik thing. No, it's so good. It makes me think of milk. <laughs> okay, it didn't, it didn't taste like, it's like a smoothie. It was like a strawberry smoothie okay. with a coconut like taste at the end. It, but it tasted like. It tasted like strawberry nest quick to me, but it was so good. I loved it. I'm going to have to try it. You do. So the next time you guys come over around here, we can do dinner over yeah. there. Because the food was really good, too. Um, so I have this pina colada wannabe sparkling water. Um, I've already tasted it. I love it. Angel tasted it. He hated it. Because he doesn't like sparkling water really? to begin with. Because uh, yeah. when he was sick, his mom used to give him, what are those tablets you put in water? Al oh, yeah. Um, is it Alka-Seltzer? Alka yes. Yeah, yeah. So I guess he used to, his mom used to give him that when he wasn't feeling well. And he would like, it would help him like throw up. So anytime anything like sparkling or carbonated, it makes him think of that. So he automatically like just, oh it, he, he has like PTSD <laughs> with like sparkling water. So he doesn't like it, but I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I even nice. would want to put it in like a slushy or something. So it's even colder, but I like it. It's like a watered down pina colada. I'll take it. Yeah. You drink that sparkling water. Sorry. I will. I'll stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the game. Does okay. it have a name? So, um, no. It's kind okay. of weird. Okay. Um, so I saw it on TikTok. A lot okay. of people are playing it like non-book related. Okay. And I've seen a couple book related ones. Okay. So it's. I think it's called either he's a 10 or she's a 10, but dot 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 so, oh yes okay i've seen it where it's yeah. like oh he's a 10 um but he shows wears socks to bed or something like that yeah something exactly. like cringy so then you have to rate it okay lower you know if, if you rate it lower or whatever right 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 so i have a, a few things on here and i'll just ask you and you can just answer them okay i love it let's go all right so the book is a 10, but there's a sex scene that lasts only two paragraphs. <sighs> then it'll, it'll drop down to like a six. Yeah. 
Yeah, I need, I, I need, I need more spice. You can't just give me I two need, paragraphs. Like, a whole chapter at least. A whole chapter? You see, that's yes. a no. A short whole chapter. Okay, I can do I a short. Like I can do a short. Like, I can do a short chapter. But like, I hate when it starts getting repetitive. Okay, like he did this to you already. Like, okay, again. All right, <laughs> like I'm over okay. it. All right, we All get right. it. No, but yeah, that would drop down to a six. I need more yeah. than two paragraphs, definitely. That you can't get that much information in two paragraphs. No, it would be really fast. Yeah, like they would finish really fast. That's kind of weird. That's like if right. a man just lasted two minutes. That's just not fun. <laughs> That's exactly how I think about it. <laughs> like, who wants like a paragraph per minute? Exactly. What was Missy That's Elliott's line? Like... Nobody wants a two-minute man or, or what a one-second yeah. man or something. <laughs> Nobody wants that. So I don't want a two-paragraph okay, book. Okay. Okay. So that's a no-go. All right. The book is a 10, but the male main character that you love dies at the end. Oh, no. That's a zero. <laughs> That's a straight, I'm really? throwing that book away. Even if the whole book is a 10, it immediately drops down to a zero because he dies at the end. Absolutely. Didn't yeah. I tell you I was traumatized with The Fault in Our Stars? Oh, yes, you were. I've only read that book one time because of that. So, oops, spoiler. (laughs) If you haven't read or seen the movie by now, sorry. But but yeah, I love that book. But if I'm scoring it, it's a zero. I love it, though. But it's a zero. Like, absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. You just made me cry. Like, I'm devastated. (laughs) I can't picture their life anymore and now. Or his life. That's true. Like, what if he had children, Jenny? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I would go as far as rating it a zero. I would maybe, like, it would drop down a good amount, maybe to, like, a five. Mm-hmm. But I would be very mad at the author. Yeah. Very mad. And I wouldn't trust the author anymore. Yeah, I like my happy endings. Like, I don't want to, no. I don't want to cry and be completely devastated and not get a happy ending. Like, he could get really, really sick, but he better get better. (laughs) He can have a near-death experience, but he can't die. (laughs) I really want a book that is like that. Like, I want a bad ending. Like, something really bad happens at the end. Have you read the John Green? He'll do that to you. Yes, I read that. I te- well, I read The Fault in Our Stars. I teared, mm-hmm. but... You teared? It kill me. I, I yeah, freaking I hyperventilated. I was so distraught. Because <laughs> it came out of left field. It, 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 he really... He caught me by surprise with that one. I don't get caught by surprise many times in a book. Because I kind of feel like I'm really good at, like, putting puzzles together and pieces and being like... Hmm, yeah. I feel some foreshadowing here. I did not get that in that book. So he completely took me on a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> oh my God. All right, what's your next one? All right, let's see. Um, the book is a 10. Mm-hmm. But they immediately have sex in the first two chapters. 
That's too soon. Like That's the love, like the like the love interest. Yeah. They, they in the first two chapters. Like the first two chapters, they're already doing it. No, that's like a four. Yeah. I feel like that's a four or five. Because it's like, you don't get that's any of that. Like, yeah, you don't get that angst. You don't get that banter. Mm-hmm. You don't get like the stuff that leads up to those spicy scenes. And I like yeah, that. I like that build up, you know, that suspense of them getting together. I agree. Yep, that's a four or okay. five. I agree. Maybe a three. That's oh, too yeah. much. Yeah. That's too fast. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. The romance is a ten, but then she gets pregnant. <sighs> There's so many books like that. I know. <sighs> like, I, I, I'm pregnancy. happy when she gets pregnant in the end, but not so soon. Ugh. <sighs> That's another, like, five. Yeah. It, it, I would say three or four. Yeah. I'm more of a five because I'm not... Comp- I'm more of like, damn, already? Or I'm like, damn, your birth control sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, oh now she's pregnant. Oh, let me guess. She's not going to tell him and he's going to find out by someone else. <laughs> oh, my God. You just read a book like that. Didn't you? They... Well, if we're talking, mm, did they get pregnant? I don't know. All my books are blurring together. He didn't know. She got pregnant after. Remember, he, like, found out towards the end or whatever. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, um, that was, um, small town, big, uh, small town, big rumors or big rumors, small town, something like that. Yes. The, the Willow Winters book. Yes. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That did happen. (laughs) So we have two more. Okay. Okay. He's a 10, but he says, I'm going to fill you with my hot seed. (laughs) That drops down to like a three or four. It's like, oh, so gross. My hot, hot seed, oh, which is funny, cause um I just read uh one of the most recent um ice ice home books. It's the spinoff of um Ice Planet Barbarians. Um, oh yeah, you know my blue really aliens, and I believe yeah. he says that. And I think I automatically thought of you, and I was just like, "Man!" Nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, associate me with seed. Yes. Warm hot seed. Warm hot Ooh. seed. Oh, so Ooh. gross. Or when she, they're like it. describing how it's like falling down between her thighs, and I'm like, "Jesus, lift your legs, girl!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All uh, right. Blonde. Blonde. 
You know what's funny? She can, you know, the author or whoever the writer is can say they're blonde and I'm automatically going to put them as brunette anyway. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> what they say. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it might still, I'll say like a seven, eight, because I'll, I'll keep picturing them the way I picture them. So if he looks better yeah. brunette, I'm going to make him brunette. <laughs> Just oh like I, I couldn't do that. Um, what's that book that we read? Was it King of Battle and Blood? Wasn't he blonde? Yes. But I didn't picture him the way she... I didn't like it. I didn't picture him that way, though. Like, I know she said that he had long blonde hair and all that, but... No, not in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I got some of his his features, but I made him brunette. Sorry. Yeah, I couldn't help but see that because I got the um, special edition and it had his picture right in the front. Mm. So the only person, the only person where like it it didn't didn't bother me was Tamlin because isn't he like a light haired kind of blonde? And I pictured him that way and I was fine with that. Um. But yeah, I changed. Well, that's because he didn't like them. That's true too. Eventually, he didn't like them. Eventually, but at first, I I had my love for him, and then okay, and then I was just like, no, I don't. I hate you. <laughs> was it because he was blind? No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> it was because he was a douche. <laughs> that's why. But I like this game. Yeah, I did too, and you could do it with so many things. Yeah, maybe we'll do it again sometime. We should um, we should have the guys come on again for a podcast and do that. Yeah, and just like, okay, what if you heard this in a story? Would you know it still be a ten, or would it make the story seem mm-hmm. you know stupid or whatever? So, I know yeah, the guys. We could also show them like um, female main characters of books that we've read, and then make up like bad things about them and Ooh, see how they would read them. Yes. That would be a good one. We'll put that in the works, people. Yes. Cause that was it such was a fun, fun episode having them on, so it was. Bring them on. I would just have to find a babysitter for both the kids now though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to now. <laughs> Who's gonna watch the infant? But anyway, um so do you wanna share your story first or mine? Yeah, sure. Okay. I can do mine. Okay. Mine's a short one. Oh. Um, so I have Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers, and it is a contemporary sapphic romance. And I think it's less than maybe two, 250 pages, so mm-hmm. it's a pretty short book. Um, so it's about this um, woman, Grace Porter. She's 29 years old, so it's an adult book. Okay. Um, she graduated with her PhD in astronomy. Oh, we like a smart and main character. I know. I like it. So she knew she was going to have a tough time going into this profession because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. She's black and mm-hmm. she's a lesbian. Oh, so wow. She had like a lot of things stacked against her. Yes. So she knew she was going to have a tough time going into this profession. Mm-hmm. So. When she graduated, she wanted to let off some steam, and she went with her girlfriends to Vegas. Um, So when she arrived at Vegas, 
She had a good time the very last night. She met someone. They got drunk. She wakes up the next day in a haze, and she starts thinking, did I dream yesterday, or was it real? She started getting, like, little flashbacks of the whole night, and she just wasn't sure if it was real because she remembers getting married. So she's looking around her room. There's no one there, and she has a shirt that says bride on it, and then she finds a note with someone's handwriting and a key like a necklace key mm-hmm. so she finds a lot of little things that kind of lead to her actually like believing that she got married the night before right so i'll read what the note said um it said i know who i am but who are you i'm going to call you honey girl because you glow like gold i think i was happy hope you were too maybe one day you'll find me so she has blonde hair and like this girl who she got married to calls her honey girl because mm-hmm. of that. So she ends up going back home. Um, we get to know like all of her friends and stuff. And she admits to them what happened. They're super supportive. But then here comes the dad. Her dad lives close by her and he's in the military. He's very like concrete rules kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he is very, he has a lot of high expectations for her, and he always has. She describes him as being that way her whole life. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, when she wanted to go to school for astronomy, to be a doctor in astronomy, he was like, no, why would you do that? You should just be a regular doctor like me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So always kind of putting her down for her life choices. Right. Um, never about her being lesbian or anything. That was never, like, an issue in this book, which I liked. It was just... That's who she was, mm-hmm. period. So it they were very accepting. Her. Yeah, her friends, her family, like, that was never, ever an issue. Um, it was more about, like, her coming into herself, like, into, like, this confident woman, which I was kind of disappointed about. Not that I wanted there to be struggle with, like, the whole lesbian thing. What I wanted was this fun, crazy book mm. because it was described as, oh, I woke up and was married to a stranger in Vegas. Right, right. So and I was like, oh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't anything like that. But it was not that it was a bad book because it was a really good book. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was a whole different vibe than what I originally thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she when she finally tells her friends about um, this woman that she married, they're, like, pushing her to, like, figure out who she is right so the card that she left had like her business info and she realizes that she's a radio show host in new york city so they end up listening to her um her show one night and her name is yuki and she's talking about sirens and how sirens are meant to lure people in and then she mentions this girl um, with honeybee golden hair who holds a key. So she knows she's talking about her. Mm-hmm. So they've never spoken. There's no phone number, nothing. So she knows that she's thinking about her. So she's like, wow, I'm married to this girl, and she's actually thinking about me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should actually call her. Um, so they end up talking. They get to know each other very briefly, but they don't really, like, move on to anything else. So Grace ends up going to the hospital to talk to her her dad because like I said he's a doctor and she's like having a mental breakdown she confesses to him that she needs a break 
because not only is she not getting these interviews or these interviews that she's going for, they're not like working out for her because as I said before, she knew she was going to have a tough time getting these jobs and everybody was like, oh, you're just not the right fit kind of thing. So she's having a mental breakdown, telling her dad she needs a break. He's not listening to her. He's like, you just need to go for it. Ignore um, all of these feelings that you're having. Just go for these jobs. I can get you a job anywhere. Mm -hmm. So she loses it and she disappears. She goes to New York City to be with Yuki. Mm -hmm. So they end up spending the summer together. um, And there's a lot in between that. I don't want to talk too much about that. But there's a lot that happens throughout the summer. And what really got me was this quote. I think I posted this quote on Instagram. So her and Yuki are talking and Grace is kind of teaching her about space and things like that. And she's just like telling her about telling her about the Mars Rover, how they sent the Mars Rover up to space. And it was this machine that's supposed to like collect information and send it back to Earth. It was only supposed to last 90 days, but it ended up lasting longer. And then eventually when it started to die, the um, the machine was saying it's getting so dark um, because it was losing its battery. Aww. So that's the quote that I posted yes, on there. I remember it. Yeah, so she was just like, she was done telling Yuki about the Mars rover, and then she was just like, my battery is low, it's getting all so dark in here. So she was trying to like express to the one person who's been listening to her how depressed and sad and mm-hmm. how much she's struggling. Mm-hmm. So that really got me. Yeah. You <laughs> know, when you, when you it. have posted that, I, I felt that, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we all have like those moments where like our batteries do get low and we don't always yeah. share that. So that, that really got me. I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good point. And the thing is, like, she was trying to share that with people, with everyone, her friends, Mm -hmm. her dad. And her friends were supportive, but they were just more like, you have, like, almost everything handed to you. Just go get what you want. Versus her dad, who was, like, pretty much saying, stop whining and go get a job kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So Yuki was, like, the only one who was kind of being supportive about, about it and kind of telling her, you know, you don't need those people. Go find what you really want to do and just go for it. Um, there's a little bit of spice in this book. Not too much. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really dive deep into it. It's mm-hmm. one of those, like, two paragraphs kind of. Because they don't go into too much detail on it. Like, right, she right. doesn't focus on that at all. You just kind of know that it's happening. Um, they end up getting into a big fight. They separate. She kind of runs away from her, goes to see her mom. And then at the end, it's really, really, really sweet. And I'm not going to talk about it in case Mm -hmm. somebody wants to, like, read it. But it's, like, the sweetest ending I've ever read in a book. Mm -hmm. And I'll leave it at that. It is a happily ever after kind of thing. But, again, the book took me by surprise. I did not expect it to be this way. I wanted, like, a fun lesbian book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) not at all like that it was just super like poetic and like easy going easy to read mm-hmm. super fast but the emotional roller coaster that i had with it you it just weren't there. expecting it because like you said not you hear oh she goes to vegas and she gets married to a stranger what could possibly go wrong and then it's not really about mm-hmm. that whole experience 
it's totally no. different. So yeah, I can see where I, I would I would look at the book again. Like, did I read the description right? Because I thought yeah. you know. Um, but does it ever say why she didn't stay? And instead would, wrote the note and gave her the little chain. Her no, so they were they. So Yuki was there visiting. Grace was there visiting, but it doesn't really say why she just like up and left. Yeah, it was. She just left a note with all these little clues about them actually being married, mm-hmm. and then she went back home. She seemed. Um, I don't know if it ever said how old Yuki was, but Yuki definitely seemed a lot younger. Mm. And not that she didn't have her life together, but she was more, like, carefree. She was a carefree character. She lived with three male roommates. One, I think, was gay. Um, And she worked as a waitress and then did the radio show host that night. So she was just a little bit more carefree, Mm -hmm. where Grace was, she had been to school for 11 years and knew exactly what she wanted to do. She was just having trouble getting Getting. to Mm -hmm. where she wanted to be right um so it's just two different lifestyles one super carefree the other one super high expectations pretty much being broken down by all of like the nose and nose and nose um so she needed somebody like yuki to kind of bring her down a little bit and let her be more open got you got you yeah yeah because i would i would just be like yo how do you just up and leave you got married and you just up and left and now you're just leaving clues kind of thing yep um so i would be annoyed (laughs) like we got married and you just up and left me excuse me ma'am but that's also scary just waking up and you just like finding out like you're married to a random person because you got too drunk like where are your friends (laughs) exactly well they left her they because they needed to leave the next day so they were like we're going back to the room she wanted to keep partying with this girl that she just met so they kind of just left her which was crazy my friends would never never (laughs) it would be like oh you want to continue to party yeah you're gonna party with your eyes closed let's go we're going home Go drink some water and let's go. Go drink some water. Exactly. Go drink some water and let's go. Yep. Cause you know Agreed. we've all had our crazy like party moments, but I my friends have always dragged me off that dance floor and was like, it's time to go. You're not staying. Yep. <laughs> no, but that sounds like a really good book. Is it like yeah, out, it so it kind of has like that. Almost like coming of age, even though she's kind of like older, but like her finding herself kind of thing, that kind yeah. of vibe, that's what I'm getting from it. Really? Okay. That's exactly what it was. It okay. was definitely a coming of age. It's just she was an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Even though yeah, I would want more it. partying, because that's what I was expecting, but it does sound like a really good book. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, I wasn't, I was disappointed because it didn't have it, but I wasn't disappointed in the book because mm-hmm. it really was a decent book. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. And it was Honey Girl by who? Morgan Rogers. And it was her very first book. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, If I'm not mistaken, um, the book that I'm reviewing, I believe it's his debut book, too. Um... So that's interesting that they're both, um, I think it's like his, 
his first book oh, wow. as well. But I might be wrong. But I thought I read that somewhere. Um, so my book is Cemetery Boys by Aiden Thomas. And I absolutely adored this book. Like, I really loved the characters. I loved the writing style of the author. Um, it just, it felt kind of like familiar, but different. I guess it's because one, it's like, um, you know, a Latin, um, main character. Like, you know, I don't read a lot of books where it, it relates to our own, like, heritage or our people kind of thing. I don't really... Yeah. read a lot of books like that so this was great where not only was he a latinx you know main character yadriel but he was also um a trans a trans boy so the story is about a trans boy named um yadriel who's really determined to prove his sexuality and his gender to his family who just don't get it they're very traditional. And on top of that, they his family actually practices witchcraft. So, you know, um, they call, you know, the boys brujos and the the girls brujas. And they pair, they practice, um, you know, Spanish witch, uh, witchcraft and things like that. Brujeria. Yes. I can't say that word. I tried saying it to Angel and he laughed at me. So, yeah. So, I'm just going to go with Spanish witchcraft. We'll say it that way. Because I sound terrible saying it. But, yeah. So, it was it was really it was really cute. Um, I really liked the dynamics of the character. So, basically, he's trying to prove his gender and also prove you know, that he can do the um, the rituals the boys do because in his family, the women, they're healers when it comes to their witchcraft. And the men, okay. what they're able to do is they're able to summon spirits and then um, help those spirits go to the afterlife. So that's their okay. job. So the women heal... And the men kind of help spirits go into the afterlife. Well, in Yadriel's case, you know, and the tradition of his family, they're like, okay, you can say you're a boy, but you're a healer at the end of the day. They don't see it as he's able to ever summon a spirit and be able to actually um, send it to the afterlife. So what he decides to do is he's going to do his, because when you turn 15, you summon your first, the boys summon their first spirit and they send them off and the women mm -hmm. do their ritual of like healing someone or something. So he has never been able to be a part of those rituals. So he's already past his 15th birthday in the book and he's like, well, because my family hasn't allowed me to be a part of the ritual, I'm going to do it myself. So he and his his um his his cousin Maritza, they decide to do she's going to help him do his ritual and he's going to become a brujo and he's going to be able to prove he's going to be able to summon a spirit and be able to 
you know, send it to the afterlife and prove to his family not only that he's a boy, but he he was blessed by the spirit. Um, what do they call her? Ay, ay, ay. This is going to bother me. There's this, um, this like, lady saint that they, they follow. Like, Lady Death, I think mm -hmm. it is. So... He's gonna he's gonna prove like hey Lady Death gave me my power so she she blessed me basically and she recognizes me as a boy. So during okay. so during the ritual, him and his cousin they they summon the spirit, but it winds up it's not a random spirit like they thought it would be. It's a boy named Julian. And Julian, they go to school with him and they're like, What the fuck? When did he die? And Julian gets summoned, and he's like, who the fuck are you guys, and where am I? Like, I was just with my friends, we were about to go get tacos, and all of a sudden, I'm here in a haunted church, basically. Oh. So he's like, he didn't know he was dead until he got there, and they're like, oh, we summoned you, um, I'm gonna send you to the afterlife, um, and he's like, afterlife? He's like, I'm not going anywhere. So, um, Yadriel tries to do it, I guess. So, he has to, he basically says, like, a chant. And then there's, like, a gold kind of string that um, pops up. And he's supposed to cut that, that cord. Like, um, so what, let me backtrack. So, the, <laughs> the cord, the light that happens is your tip. You're tethered to, how do I explain it? So you're still connected to your past life do, through an object. And you have to cut that okay. object off from your soul, basically, so that you can go and free yourself to go to the afterlife. But if you're still tethered to that whatever art, you know, artifact or special, mm -hmm. like, item of yours you're always going to be connected to basically earth kind of thing and you're okay. going to be wandering yeah. like a ghost until someone helps you set, send you so in his in julian's case it was a necklace his dad gave him so um yadriel he found that necklace and he knew that was going to be what tethered julian to to still be on earth and not go to the afterlife. Mm -hmm. So he has to cut that cord. He tries to cut it and it won't it won't do anything. So he's like, and Yadriel's like, yeah, because I'm not leaving. Like, I just died. I don't know how I died. I was with my friends. I need to make sure my friends are okay. So he's like, I'm not go I'm not gonna help you send me to the afterlife or be okay with it until you help me do this. So over the next, this all spans in the course of like maybe three to four days. The whole book is like three to four days. So what they wind up doing is, you know, he has to help find his friends, figure out how he died. But in the same time that Julian died, Yadriel and Maritza's cousin Miguel died too. And they know that he died painfully. But they can't find his body or they don't know what happened to him. So his family, him and his whole family are all trying to find Miguel and help him bring him to the afterlife. 
And here's Yadria and Maritza who are trying to find out what happened to their cousin, but also they have to find out what happened to Julian and find his body. Yeah. So in the whole book, it's, you know, Yadriel kind of hiding away from his family and especially his dad because he he can't let his dad know that he summoned a spirit yet because he hasn't sent him away. And if he doesn't send him away, it's just going to solidify his father's belief of him not being a brujo and not, you know, accepting him as a boy. So he's like scared that his father is going to see Julian following him around and being like, Who's that spirit? Because and they also live in a cemetery. I forgot to say that. So it's yeah, they, the whole entire family, like he, like his aunts, his uncles, they all live on like this. It well, how it's described is like they have like it must be like a huge cemetery because he lives by like the old church and everyone else kind of lives off somewhere within the cemetery. Um. Yeah. Which I thought was like creepy but cool at the same time, because <laughs> they That's have all the, they have all these spirits walking around like just chilling. They're able to talk to them. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's pretty funny because he's always like running into a spirit and trying to hide Julian so they don't see Julian and the spirits don't go tell his yeah. dad because you know his dad is like the leader of the family. So, um, in the midst of all this, not only is Yadriel kind of like the black sheep of the family because, you know, he's, you know, trans, he's also, he hasn't, you know, um, done anything to fulfill his powers, but his uncle is also, um, like, he doesn't have powers like everyone else, so they both kind of relate to each other and he confides in his uncle more than he does with his dad. So we also okay. have that relationship with him and his uncle and um, his uncle always saying that he accepts him and like he'll try to get his dad to, you know, change his mind and, you know, help the family kind of see him for who he is. Um, so you have that and then you have Julian's story where, you know, He's labeled as the bad boy and, you know, him and his friends are in a gang. But we find out, like, these are, you know, kind of like strays, kind of, you know. They all have their own kind of family issues at home and they kind of, like, relate to each other. Like, one of his friends, Flocka, she's, um, she's the first openly trans girl that, you know, came to his school that kind of push Yadriel to kind of come out of his shell and, you know, helped him realize who he was because she was open about who she was. So, um, and then there's Omar, um, whose family got deported. Then we have, um, Rocky, who is, um, a lesbian. And then we have Luca, whose family just just beats him and doesn't treat him well. So all these people are thinking, oh, these are all bad kids. They're in a game. But honestly, they're just, they're not. They're really good kids. They just have shitty lives, mm-hmm. you know? And they kind of gravitate yeah. to each other. And like, you know, Julian has a temper. So that's why everybody, you know, doesn't really like him. But it's just, 
he stands up for the people he loves. He stands up for himself. He doesn't like, you know, being mistreated. But his temper takes it to like a whole nother level. So no one really understands them. So yeah. now it's like, it has like, you know, that found or chosen family kind of like theme. Um, when it okay. comes to, you know, Julian and his friends and his brother. And then you have kind of like a ghost and human love story at the same time. Ooh. So that's okay. that was really cute. Um, I don't want to give too much away because there's a lot of this story that I love. And like I love yeah. the relationships of the characters. I love... Um, it kind of was sad because, you know, Yadriel's falling for a ghost. And eventually that ghost has to go find his way, you know, to the afterlife. Yeah. So that's always oh. in the back of his mind as he's, like, falling for him. And Julian, you know, is trying to learn how to be able to, like, touch him and, like, you know, be able to be closer to him, which was kind of cute. And oh. he accepted him, like... Instantly, when um, Yadriel was like, oh, you know, I'm a trans boy. And he was like, okay. Like, what What are you telling me? Like, he just he just was super, like, chill about it. Um, and then I loved how Yadriel got sick of always making excuses for his family, not understanding who he was, and finally standing up for himself, like... No, I'm not going to apologize for who I am so that you feel better about who I am. Right. It's either, I love that. It's either so you, typical. Yes. He was like, either you accept me or you don't, but I'm no longer going to be apologizing for who I am. And I really liked yeah. him, like, understanding that within himself and, like, you know, staying true to that. So I, I really enjoyed the story. I don't want to say... What happens to Julian? You know, do they okay, find his don't. body or anything like that? Do they find Miguel? I don't know. Read the book. It's okay. really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to read it. It's been on my wish list for a really long time. And honestly, when I was explaining it to Angel, he was like, it kind of sounds like it could be a movie. And I'm like, yes, it really, really could really could be. And I'm like, oh, I, I would love to know, like, who would play them, you know, like, the, you know, these characters, yeah. like, who would I want to um, cast as, you know, Julian and Yadriel, who would I cast as Maritza, because she's, like, this funky cousin who, like, takes no shit, and um, she's always accepted him for who he was, too, because in her situation, um, they use animal blood when they're doing some of their like rituals and stuff and she's yeah. vegan <laughs> oh my god so she's never really <laughs> she's never really used her powers or tried to use her okay. powers because she's not going to use animal blood to do it so right. you know there's some like humor and funny parts <laughs> to the story so you know her being vegan and then them using the animal blood i thought that was funny but what I really liked was that, you know, they use, you know, the Spanish witchcraft in a non-gimmicky way, in a non, like, 
like, oh, this is a cult or, you know, this is like in a negative light, which, you know, yeah. when, when you think about it, you know, growing up, if we ever, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sure you heard of Santeras and things like that. When people think yeah. of things like that, it's always a negative kind of, you know, um, right. connotation. And this was just like a really positive, like, no, they're using it to help people. They're using it, you know, yeah. to help, you know, the spirits go to the next life. And it wasn't in a negative way. So I really like that, especially within our culture. You know, it's it was a nice, like, little thing, like, you know, the Day of the Dead, people celebrated by, cele you know, painting their faces and um, doing uh, little shrines for the people who've passed away and things like that. And that was part of the story, too. So it was a really beautiful book. I enjoyed it a lot. Like I said, I really loved the characters. There were some great moments, some emotional moments that would get you. Um, especially between Yadriel and Julian. And then when you find out, like, you know, everything that's happened with his friends and him, you kind of feel bad, you know? So it, it was really, really good. I really liked it. And for it to be, and I believe it's, it's the author's debut book. I could be wrong, but I thought I read somewhere that it was his debut book. It's, um, about, yeah. it's like, 350 pages but like I said it's really enjoyable it's really entertaining and I really really liked it and I think a lot of people would yeah it really sounds super interesting like I said it's been on my wish list for a long time so <clears throat> I definitely want to pick it up um so yeah yeah I think you would really like it um like I said it's a lot of it, you would you would picture it as a move a movie. Like there's just moments yeah. where you're like, oh, I could totally like envision this on the screen, which is really good. Um, I like books like that that you can envision it as a movie and like playing out in right. real life. Um, and it's you know a paranormal um, young adult story, so I feel like a lot of people would be interested in something like that. And yeah, you know, I think once I read it, we should like do like a partial episode on who we think would play the parts Ooh. of a movie if it was made into a movie. You know? Yes, that, that would be really yes, that would be so much fun. Oh, I love that idea. That would be fun. Yeah. But yeah, that was my book. It was Cemetery okay. Boys by Aiden Thomas, and I really, really like it. So if you haven't heard of the story or you want to, I would totally tell you to pick it up and read it. I really love it. All right. So that is the end of episode 15. We are so excited that you listened this far into it or you made it to episode 15 with us. Um, we enjoy these podcasts and we love sharing our thoughts on books. So if you haven't heard, we have episodes 1 and 14, 1 through 14 still posted. So please check those out if you haven't yet. Um, and yeah, until next time, friends. Bye. Bye.